Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Tallahassee Tuesday presented by Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian podcast. I'm Nick D'Alessandro. It's April, which means we are at the halfway point of the main legislative session for 2019. Several things are moving at once up in Tallahassee, and many major conversations are kicking into high gear. One such topic concerns the future of citizen initiative movements to get amendments added to the ballots. Citizen initiative movements are what allow citizens to create petitions and get signatures concerning amendments that they're passionate about. For example, the amendment that changed civil rights for ex-felons this past election was supported by citizen initiative petitions. There are some amendments currently gaining signatures, such as the one that would require complete citizenship to vote in Florida, or another that would turn our currently closed primaries into open primaries. Another is quite controversial, supported by John Morgan, and it would raise the state's minimum wage. Currently, to get a citizen initiative amendment like this on the ballot, you would need to get just over 766,000 valid signatures and get the Florida Supreme Court to move it to an amendment. You have to be a registered Florida voter to sign the petition, but you don't have to be a Florida resident to gather petitions. Some groups also pay out-of-state petition gatherers based on how many petitions they collect. There is currently a movement going through the state house that would make both of these illegal, as well as requiring the amendments to list if they would cause an increase in taxes or take money from other government services. There is a trickiness to this, as some say that it would squash citizen initiatives due to the new complications and stricter rules. Others, notably Republicans in the House, say that this would make amendments more transparent and easier to digest. This past election was certainly filled with complicated amendments and big money backers. Many were packaged in such a way so that it was actually harder to understand, potentially making them intentionally confusing or maybe even only showing the most obvious and easy to understand thing up front and having more complicated things in the denser text. Transparency in government is essential, though limiting citizen engagement is a slippery slope. The proposal still needs to move forward a bit in the legislature to become official. The Florida Senate discussed it yesterday at 4 p.m. after the time of this recording. Tomorrow is also an incredibly important day for the Florida legislature, as Wednesday, April 3rd, will be entirely dedicated to settling on a final spending plan for Florida's fiscal year. The Senate meets to discuss at 10 a.m. and the House will gather at 1.30 p.m. There is an interesting little fluctuation in the proposed money. Earlier this year, Governor Ron DeSantis proposed a budget of $91.3 billion. The two chambers of Florida's legislature changed some minor things and came up with proposals of their own. The Senate budget is at $90.3 billion, just $1 billion short of the governor's budget, while the House budget is at $89.9, about $1.5 billion less. The most interesting detail of the governor's initial proposal was a commitment to a sweeping four-year environmental plan that would cost $2.5 billion. For this fiscal year, which begins on July 1st, he requested $625 million. The House's counterproposal for the same funding sat at $658.5 billion, and the Senate went to $656 billion. Though that means some projects get more funding than others depending on the plan, this really means that our government is willing to put in work to protect our land and our vital water sources. This sort of commitment is exciting and, frankly, a little shocking, and maybe an indication of the kind of budget we will have in the coming year. More on that in two weeks on our next Tallahassee Tuesday as we get closer to fully understanding where our state money will be headed. One last quick thing, SunPass will also be facing some major complications following a huge internal failure related to their systems. 
SunPass, in case you didn't know, is a toll collection system for the state that allows you to drive on toll roads without having to fully stop at toll payment stations because you have paid in advance. A company called Conduent State and Local Solution was supposed to handle a conversion with the internal systems last June. However, the massive volume of people using SunPass literally broke the new system and resulted in overcharges to users and horrible customer service practices. This lasted for two months. Last Friday, however, the Florida Department of Transportation slapped the company with a $4.6 million fine, and Governor Ron DeSantis announced that there would be a, quote, continued suspension of fees and penalties for SunPass and toll-by-plate customers until June 1st, end quote. When initially read, this seems to mean that the next two months will see no charges to those using SunPass or toll-by-plate, but the language is really unclear. However, it does mean that, hopefully, our toll system will not be riddled with overcharging bugs in the future. The company running SunPass is set to do so for another three and a half years. That's it for me on another episode of Tallahassee Tuesday presented by Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian podcast. Be sure to tune in this upcoming Friday to hear about the weird intersections of politics and Disney's contemporary resort. Additionally, I'm currently working on an episode about Publix subs. If you are passionate about these subs, please reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, or send me an email at wait5minutespodcast at gmail.com. I will see you Friday. Until then, I'm Nick Del Sandro. Have a great week.